Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of KMOX is at your service tonight. 9.06 is your time. We're going all the way till 11 o'clock tonight. Got a lot of great stuff to cover. Of course, we're going to take your phone calls. I got some time right now for some open phone lines. You want to talk about Mike Schilt? You want to talk about the Blues? I'm more than happy to do that. 314-436-7900. 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. By the way, if you want to get a hold of me, very easy. KMOXAutoGuy at gmail.com. KMOXAutoGuy at gmail.com. You can always always email me. I will always answer you back. may take me a little bit, but I promise I will answer you back. Uh, again, KMOXAutoGuy at gmail.com. Better yet, call us right now, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Boy, I'll tell you, it's just been a uh, – been a uh, 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 just a – I don't even know what to explain about the uh, about how how odd it was that uh, Mike Schilt uh, was let go today here uh, for the Cardinals. I mean, had one of the highest winning percentages of the last uh, four or five managers, and then uh, and then all of a sudden you uh, you hear the vote of confidence. Uh, I think it was last week, which is always a dagger for managers. But uh, then all of a sudden the news today that uh, it was a little bit of differences, and that's why Mike Schilt has uh, has went away. So. You know, you want to talk about that? I'd love to hear your opinion. 314-436-7900-1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers if you want to get on. Also, we uh, talked a little bit about the St. Louis Blues with Kevin Wheeler earlier tonight. Man, I think they're going to have a uh, great season as well. Now, coming up this hour on KMOX, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to talk a little football. That's right. We're actually going to talk with uh, Howard Balzer. Uh, We're going to talk football about the lawsuit between St. Louis and the L.A. Rams. We're going to kind of shift that up a little bit. We're going to talk about that and get his thoughts on it. Also, we'll probably touch on uh, John Gruden and some other questions that I have. I love football. I'm really excited to uh, to talk to Howard Balzer. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, get his take. If you haven't been following the case, man, I'll tell you what, it will uh, open, open your eyes up, and I know a lot of folks out there are really uh, – Really upset with Stan Kroenke, and you should be uh, with him and the, some of the, under, the other five owners on the relocation committee that uh, I think we did everything that was correct except for the uplift on the stadium, uh, which I think they would have done. But 
I don't know, to just disregard that and, and feed St. Louis a, 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 just, a, a, just a bill that uh, wouldn't work and so they can do what they want. But again, on the other side, as I was talking to my friend today, talking about this, hey, it's a business as well. Don't forget. You know, what if uh, what if one of the businesses here decides to, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Should they have to stay? Should they be forced to stay? I mean, people love their sports, right? But if you work for someplace, do they have to stay? I don't know. Kind of crazy like that. Again, you got uh, we got a few minutes here, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers if you want to get on. Uh, all sorts of great stuff we're going to talk about later on tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to talk with Chris Blair from Worldwide Technology Raceway, talk about the NASCAR race that's coming here next year. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk with David Scharf. He's been on before with us. We're going to talk a little gambling. That's right, World Series of Poker going on. Uh, also talk a little horse racing. The Breeders' Cup is going to be uh, here before you know it, and uh, he's going to fill us in on all sorts of stuff like that. So that's the lineup here that we have today for KMOX on sport, or excuse me, not Sports Open Line on at your service tonight. My name is Greg Damon. We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. Howard Balzer will join us. We'll talk a little Rams lawsuit. Stick around. More to come. Trusted information, live and local, from the award-winning KMOX newsroom. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. KMOX at your service. 9.15 is the time right here in mid-America. We're trying to make uh, contact with Howard Balzer uh, to talk a little football right now. Uh, So I'm going to ask for your phone callers. You guys have something you want to talk about? I'll talk about anything tonight. Let's do that. 314-436-7900. 1-800-925-1120. I'm going to tell you, I think... uh, you know, we're. I'm, I'm just going to go back to to my car roots here. I'm going to talk a little about the cars. Everybody in the United States love their cars. We love to drive. It seems like a lot of folks out there have some great stories about their cars. If you want to uh, tell us what kind of car you had, maybe uh, you got a memorable experience, your first date, what kind of car you had when you were married, what was your first car, that would be the way to go. I'll tell you this, my first car Oh, folks, I tell you, I wish I had it back. It would have been uh, fantastic. 1967 Impala Super Sport, 283 Power Glide. I went through three transmissions my first year, my friends, because I thought it was a big race car. So uh, you want to tell a story about your car? I had that all through high school. Uh, was one of my favorite vehicles I've ever owned. If you want to uh, talk about your car, you want to talk about the Blues, you want to talk about Mike Schilt and the Cardinals, 314-436-7900. 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers if you want to get on, and we'll, we'll uh, try to d- get you on the air. We'll just talk about stuff like that. That's what's going on here tonight as we try to uh, make some headway with uh, Howard Balzer and get him on the phone, talk about the uh, lawsuit with the Rams. If you want to talk about that, I'm all for it, too. I'm a football guy, love football, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I think it'd be neat to uh, have Stan Kroenke uh, empty his pockets a little bit. That's just my own opinion, though. That's just my own opinion. Let's go to the phones, my friends. Let's talk to Mike. Hey, Mike, guess what? You're up next on KMOX at your service. 
Hey, Greg, could you talk a little bit about, I'm looking at an SUV, the um, mid-2000 3.6 Chevy. uh, How do you like those motors, and what kind of problems have you experienced with them? Thanks. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, every vehicle, every manufacturer has issues with their cars, their engines. They're all little idiosyncrasies as well. Um, you know, that's, that's just how it is. Uh, and, and, and there's not one more than the other anymore. Cars are a lot different today than they were back 15, 20, 25 years ago. Things I, I could say, Hey, this is what you need to watch out for. A lot of cars today, uh, they got their, their, their little niches and everything else. Uh, my, uh, Mike, the best thing I can tell you is I would take it to someplace, have them check it out before you buy it. Have them do a code scan on it, take it out for a test drive, see what they say. I think that's probably your best thing. Mike, thanks for the phone call. Hey, folks, uh, Howard Balzer joins us here on the program. Uh, Howard, I got to tell you, first of all, big fan. Uh, thanks for coming back here to St. Louis and joining us on KMOX tonight. Well, it's a pleasure pleasure to be with you. And uh, interesting, you want to talk a little uh, football on a day that uh, all the news with the baseball Cardinals, but <laughs> pretty, pretty wild, pretty well, wild. I'm sure that's, that's gotten everybody kind of, uh, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, we've been talking about it for several hours here on, uh, on KMOX tonight. Obviously, uh, you know, I mean, it's just kind of out of the blue for everybody. Um, it seems like he was doing a pretty good job. So let me, I'll, I'll ask you this, because this is something I posed to our listeners a little earlier tonight. At some point, and I don't care. I don't care if it's baseball. I don't care if it's football. I don't care if it's hockey. I don't care if it's soccer. At some point, don't the players have to step up and play? Well, there's no question about it. Uh, there's no doubt. But we all know. We also know that it's it's a lot. And this one, it, it seems at least on the surface, doesn't have a lot to do with performance. If we believe all the philosophical differences in the direction of the franchise and the direction of the team and all those things, but generally coaches, managers, head coach, whatever, are fired because the team doesn't perform. But And, the, and the, head, the head coach is normally the scapegoat. That's just the nature of sports because right. you can't, you know, you, you, you can't fire a whole team. And so they say, okay, we'll get someone else to come in and do it. But here's the funny thing about it, and I say this many times, I've said this many times over the years, it always humors me. When you're during a season, whatever the season and whatever the sport is, and, and the team isn't playing well, and people are saying, and they're not, they're not talking about the, the players who aren't performing. They're saying, oh, you got to fire the manager. you got to fire the head coach. you got to make a change. And then the first thing that happens after a team does do that, the first thing that all the fans and everybody says is, okay, well, now they've got to really take care of improving the players uh, and, and, and doing a better job of getting better players. Well, no kidding. That's most of the time why you lose <laughs> is because you don't have as good players. And you know what? A lot of times you have as good players as other teams, but other teams just find ways to win games. And that's, that's the beauty of sports. It's a competition. Somebody has to win every game. And so obviously, and someone has to lose, but when you lose, all of a sudden it's the manager's fault or the head coach or, or whatever it might be. And teams think they have to make this, make these magical changes to make it better. When a lot of times it really, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, you pay your players a gazillion dollars and your manager doesn't get, you know, a, a third of that. So Exactly. Yeah, that that's it's the cheaper alternative with that as well. <laughs> so anyway, uh, folks, Howard Balzer joins us here. Howard is uh, out in Arizona. He's a publisher at allcardinals.com. Still wish we had the big red here, by the way. Uh, he's an NFL Hall of Fame voter and also uh, NFL Hall of Fame selector. And Howard, again, thanks for joining us here on uh, KMOX on a uh, Thursday night. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. So uh, let's just kind of dive into this uh, lawsuit uh, from St. Louis to the uh, to the Rams. You know, I mean, uh, everybody has their own opinion about it, but uh, I guess let's start right from the beginning. What what really is St. Louis saying is the is the gist of this? Well, well, the gist of it is that there's several main points here. One is that, and really the basic is that the league did not follow the relocation rules that they put in. And now, of course, they're trying to claim that, well, those aren't really rules. They're just guidelines. They can be adjusted. Well, I go back a long way, and people know that. The relocation rules were put in after the Raiders sued the NFL in the early 80s. And the reason they they won, a big part of the reason they won, is because there were no rules or guidelines. And Al Davis and the Raiders argued, well, if the owners don't like me, they can just say, okay, you're not going to move. And so they argued there were no guidelines or rules that would that would set up set a process of why a team can make a case to move. So they put those rules in then in the early 80s. They then twice in the 90s strengthened those rules and, in fact, put in one that said a team is not allowed to leave for another market just to enrich itself, which is obviously what the Rams did by going to a bigger market in Los Angeles. So that's the gist of it, that they didn't follow of the rules and the, and the and the judge has consistently said well you said and the other part of it is the fraud angle and that's what really makes this interesting because St. Louis is alleging there was fraud in this because throughout the entire year of 2015 the league told St. Louis that keep doing what you're doing on the stadium plan and that the rules will be followed in terms of the relocation procedure and then when St. Louis unprecedented I believe came up with a legitimate stadium stadium plan and in essentially less than a year, all of a sudden that wasn't good enough. And so then they decided to let the Rams move anyway. And so they, they argue that, you know, you were, you know, that we were told all along, Hey, build a stadium and everything will be great. And that was done by the, the league, by the commissioner, Roger Goodell, by the stadium committee, by the finance committee and many other things. And so, and then we probably don't have time to get into this. Oh, we got the whole hour. <laughs> but there were two instances in the in the the two weeks when the board of aldermen were voting to approve the financing for the city for the stadium. There were two instances where the NFL, in my mind, clearly tried to sabotage the vote of the board of aldermen. The first one occurred when the NFL asked Bernie Miklas of another radio station if he would like Eric Grubman to come on his show and talk about the stadium. And Eric Grubman was the guy who was coordinating sure. all these efforts from the city. And so Bernie says, sure, yeah, that'd be great to have him on. Well, he comes on a day before the Ways and Means Committee of the Board of Aldermen are voting whether to send the financing package to the full board. Well, he comes on and proceeds to trash and criticize the stadium plan. Says no team would want this. This is a horrible plan. There's no way that any, you know, that any team would accept this. And Bernie was quite honestly flabbergasted. And by the way, the first thing Eric Grubman said to him when he came on the air was, "Hey, Bernie, thanks for having me on." Well, or th- or no, thanks for inviting me on. Which of course he didn't do. The league called. Well, it seems clear that they were hoping to put out this kind of message that, hey this stadium plan isn't very good, so you might as well not even vote for it. And so the, the, the Ways and Means Committee sent it to the full board. The following week, it was a Thursday, 
the last Rams home game in St. Louis, a Thursday night game against the Buccaneers. And that afternoon, the post-dispatch gets leaked to them a letter from the NFL to Dave Peacock, who was heading up the stadium plan, and accused him of negotiating in bad faith because a $100 million extra that the league was go- that they proposed that St. Louis put in the plan had to be voted on by the league and approved, and that supposedly Dave Peacock hadn't told the Board of Aldermen that. Well, the bottom line is the Board of Aldermen, everyone knew that the league had a vote on everything. It wasn't just that extra $100 million. So th- they accused Dave Peacock of negotiating in, in, in bad faith. Well, how'd that letter show up? It was a private letter from Roger Goodell to Dave Peacock. And this, by the way, is the day before the full board is going to vote on the financing on Friday. So who sent that letter to Dave Peacock? Something tells me, I I found out afterwards, that it was actually the Rams that leaked the letter to the Post-Dispatch. Well, how did the Rams get the letter? Obviously, the league had to send it to them. So So anyway, they tried to kill, in a sense, the vote. Because what would have happened if the city didn't vote for it? There's no stadium. Right. And then so, it's clear sailing for the Rams to leave. And so then after that, they had to come up with a bogus relocation application that stated had all kinds of mischaracterizations on it. So anyway, I know I've taken a while here to explain this, but those are the two key, two key areas. The relocation rules that weren't followed and that there was the belief of fraud on the part of, it, of the NFL, which brings in the potential for, for punitive damages, which could be incredibly high and potentially in the billions if St. Louis would lose this. I'm sorry, if St. Louis would win this lawsuit. So uh, just to back up a little bit, didn't you know when when Eric Grubman came here and spoke at a town hall meeting, Mm -hmm. didn't we follow all of that protocol? Didn't we follow all the protocol for the relocation? Yeah, St. Louis followed it all. And, And the other part of it, which is not remembered or not known by a lot of people, is that right from the very beginning of this, the goal was to get $400 million in, pr- in public financing for it, $400 million, okay? And that's what, that's what St. Louis did, and we followed everything in terms of what the original plan was. Well, then Roger Goodell, in his approval of the relocation application from the Rams, said, while $400 million is significant, it really should have been $700 million, which was the cost that it would have been to renovate the dome in the initial arbitration on the 25% part of the lease that allowed the Rams to go uh, yearly on the lease. Well, all of a sudden, a year later, they're saying that, oh, no, it wasn't $400 million. It was a, It should have been 700 Well, no one said that from the beginning. $400 million was the goal. So the fix was in from the beginning, and I remember writing at the time that it was like a bait and switch. Yeah, get 400 get 400 and then when 400 they get, they say, oh, no, 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 sorry, you needed 700 and so there was just so much nastiness, so much bad faith on the part of the league and the Rams and, and, and all and those people. And that's that's essentially what's part of part of this lawsuit. And let's be honest, the league knows that, you know, and I'll say this, this, this will sound like a digression for a moment. We know that the emails that John Gruden sent are probably the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the emails that the league has in its possession. Well, the stuff that's come out so far on this, the emails that St. Louis probably has on things that were said and done and lies that were told, they have that all. Why, why does anybody think that the league fought tooth and nail and tried to take it to the Supreme Court 
to, to have this decided in arbitration rather than in a jury trial because arbitration is behind closed doors and it, it doesn't become public. Well, now it can become public along with the financials that the judge is asking of, of, of you know, the, ma- the major owners in this and in, in the potential of assessing punitive damages, which, which, of course, they haven't done yet. And the judge yesterday fined. <laughs> it's pretty funny saying that they fined some owner $8,000. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that, that's like finding one of us a dollar. <laughs> exactly. But, hey. but the point is, the point is they haven't, they haven't done what the judge required them to do. And that's just indicative of all the different things that have happened along the way in this. And here we are almost, it's hard to believe, almost six years later from the vote uh, to move. And you know how this all could have been avoided? You know, there's all this talk now, oh, what, what could a settlement look like? Could there be an expansion team? What really should have happened right from the very start is that Stan Kroenke should have pushed for this. The league should have realized it, that we know they wanted his money in Los Angeles. We understand that to a degree. So, but the great city of St. Louis should not have been used as collateral damage in this. They should have just said, okay, the Rams are going back to L.A., the Cronkies moving the stadium, but St. Louis, you will be made whole in a period of time. Is it two years? Is it three years? Whatever it might be, you will be made whole, however we figure out is the best way, just like they did with Cleveland when the Browns moved to Baltimore and that team was replaced a few years later and, and kept the nickname. I don't think we all care about the nickname. Uh, bottom line is, you want they, we wanted a team, and that's what they should have done from the beginning. And that none of all none of this would have happened. Nope, absolutely, Howard. I got to do some business. Can you hang with me some more, please? Sure, my pleasure. Fantastic. Hey, folks, we are visiting with Howard Balzer. He is a publisher at AllCardinals.com, and uh, talking a little bit about the uh, NFL and also the City of St. Louis lawsuit against that. Uh, stick around. More to come. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Your home of the Billikens, Chiefs, and Cardinals. I like sports. Listen to sports. America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 9.33 is your time. That's right, at your service here on KMOX. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. Mike Anderson kicking out the jams here, producing for us tonight. And, folks, uh, we're having some fun. We are talking a little St. Louis versus the NFL, St. Louis versus the L.A. Rams lawsuit that's going on. Our good friend Howard Balzer, he is joining us here on the on the uh, show. He's been kind enough to hang with us all night here tonight. And uh, Howard is a publisher over at allcardinals.com out in Arizona, also an NFL Hall of Fame voter. What a cool title that is, Howard. Yeah, it's nice, uh, kind of an honor, uh, certainly, uh, to do that. The, the weird thing is, is that right now I am, cons- I am actually considered the Los Angeles Rams representative <laughs> on the Hall of Fame, the selection committee, because L- L.A. is such a great market where the Rams are, that the Hall of Fame hasn't been able to find anybody there that they deem qualified to be a Hall of Fame voter. I should say there is one guy, I've known him for years, people have probably read him and heard him on different shows in St. Louis, Sam Farmer, who writes for the Los Angeles Times. The problem there is that the LA Times doesn't allow any of its writers to vote on anything. They're not allowed to vote for Hall of Fames in any sport. They're not allowed to vote for that's crazy. MVP, Cy Young, whatever it might be. They think that's a conflict of interest. So aside from Sam, I haven't been able to find anybody. So I, I'm officially <laughs> the representative of, of, of the Los Angeles Rams. But, of course, I've, I've had the honor in recent years to, to present Isaac Bruce, uh, present I, Tory Holt. We'll be doing that again hopefully this year. Uh, for the 2022 class, and uh, it'll be a it'll be a good time, hopefully, to get Tory in, following on the heels of Isaac uh, being uh, being enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that would be uh, certainly a great honor, and I know all St. Louis fans would just love that as well. Absolutely, and Dick Vermeil, of course, uh, in 2022 was a finalist for the uh, coaches category. So uh, that um, I, I don't know that I will actually do that presentation because someone from the coach committee probably will, but you can be sure that I will be speaking up uh, during the meeting about uh, the job that Dick Vermeil did, not only uh, with the Rams, but with the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs and quite a remarkable career. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, I'd love to be a fly on that wall, let me tell you. Hey, uh, getting back to uh, the little bit of the lawsuit, you know, we kind of uh, talked before the uh, the end of the break here uh, about what's going on, what how it's come about, things like that. So, really, what is the what's the end game for St. Louis? What does St. Louis uh, want to get out of this? That that's the great question, which no one has certainly gone on the record uh, for. But I think you know St. Louis believes that they they, they they're in a very good position uh, right now. And so you have to believe there's been settlement talks, but everything that I come to understand is that what St. Louis hopes for and wants is, like I said, what should have been done right from day one is another NFL team. Now, I know a lot of people in St. Louis don't trust the NFL, 
uh, they, they have a bad taste in their mouth <laughs> well, sure. for them. Two-time but, loser. <laughs> yeah, well, well, exactly. And so, you know, the first time, you know, you know our, our city people messed that one up uh, when the Cardinals originally left uh, more, whatever it was, more than, you know, more than 30 years ago. But this one was, was not our doing. Because I, I don't know if there's ever been a time, I don't believe there's ever been a time where a team wanted to move and that the city they were in came up with a stadium plan and, and they just ignored it and didn't even negotiate and had, had no interest in it. That, that's unprecedented. And at the time, $400 million in private in financing, I think was either the second or third most ever put forward by a city for the construction of a stadium. So St. Louis did all it could in that, in that particular uh, situation. So, but in terms of the end game, it's from, from what I believe, is that they don't just want only a, an expansion team, but that the league, in terms of the money that they would probably have to spend if they lost this lawsuit, is that there would be league money that would funnel towards helping the stadium get built, where maybe perhaps the, state, the city and everyone else doesn't have to put in the money that they've been spending on just a dome that's used for conventions and all that over the last number of years, and that perhaps whoever would be the owner wouldn't have to pay the normal rate uh, for, for a team because that's just, that's just money that uh, is found money. It's not costing the league anything technically. So I believe, to me, I believe that's what should be uh, the end game. But uh, who knows? Who knows what this will happen? I think, it's, I think we started to hear, Greg, a lot of these rumors in the last two to four weeks because it's getting close. You know, all this, we, we know what happens when there's an urgency. And when a deadline is coming and the deadline for this is when this can go to court in, in January. And so that's coming up now, you know, a year ago, two years ago, it seemed like a long way off. Now it's right around the corner. And so all of a sudden the league is looking at this and saying, Hey, what are we going to do here? Do, do we really want to go to court? Do all you owners want to come up with all this financial uh, information? You know, they keep coming up with a, ch- change of venue and try to do this because they can't get a fair trial and all that, which I thought the judge had the great answer for a few weeks ago when, when he said, well, hold it. You're, you're, you're now saying that all these people in St. Louis care about football and that they'll vote for, you know, for, for St. Louis on this when you were trying to argue all along that St. Louis didn't care about football and that's why you want, <laughs> and, and that's why you wanted to move, you know, which, which we know is a bogus argument. Exactly. But that, was, but that was the one they had to put forward. And a lot of people don't realize, Greg, that the first five to six years, and this is even before the Rams got good in 1999, the first five to seven years, the, Ram, the Rams were in the top 25% of revenue in the NFL. In, that, that included ticket sales and it included sponsorships and all those things. The, and so that, that showed what a, what a great market. Uh, well, the PSL is on top of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great, great example where they had to sell. Uh, my recollection is they were trying to sell between 45 and 50,000 PSLs, and they actually got orders for over 75,000. And a lot of people were told, no, there, is, there aren't PSLs. Uh, for you. So, you know, we, we've been tarn, and I think there, there's something to be said for that in punitive damages. We as, we as a town, as a city, have been tarnished uh, by this, by the perception that's been put out there. And the things that were said, I think some of the things are going to be found out, and I know some of it came out about derogatory things Kevin Demoff said about the city. And I'll tell you one that I was told to by a national football writer. There was a league meeting in August 
of that 2015 year where it was the first time it was outside Chicago area. It was the first time that the different uh, that that L.A., that the Rams and plus the group that was putting forward for the Chargers and the Raiders were going to present their stadium plans to the league. They're having a meeting about that. This meeting was in August, and it happened to be on the one-year anniversary of the tragedy involving Michael Brown. And so about a day or two before that meeting, there was um, there were some protests. I remember there this. Was, yeah, and, and there, there was some you know, bad stuff that went on. Not as bad as the year before, but there was some bad stuff in the midst of, of those protests and, and, and whatever word you want to use, commemoration of that one-year anniversary. So Kevin Demoff is talking to a national football writer in private and says to him, boy, this is unbelievable. St. Louis, another day, another riot. That's what Kevin Demoff said. Wow. And so that, you know, that, that, that's some of the things that were, that were being said, and who knows what was said behind closed doors as they were trying to trash uh, St. Louis as, 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 as such a horrible market. And that, 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 that's, in a sense, almost even worse than, you know, worse than a team leaving, is, is especially with a guy like Stan Kroenke, who back in April of 2010 – when confronted with the news, and I happen to have broken this story, Greg, on another radio in ta- station in town, that Stan Kroenke, that in April 2010, was when he exercised his right of first refusal to buy the entire team from Chip, uh, Chip Rosenblum and uh, Lucia Rodriguez and not take uh, Shad Khan's offer for the 30%. So he exercises that option. At right around the same time, I learned that Stan Kroenke was on the NFL stadium committee and had been on it for a few years, which is somewhat unusual because most of the time minority owners of teams are not on committees. Most of the time it's, it's, the, it's the, either the regular owner or someone like John Shaw or, or the chief executive who sits in for the owner at meetings. But Stan Kroenke was on the stadium committee and all of a sudden people were going, Oh my God, He's now the owner. We all thought he was going to be our knight in shining armor because he's a Missouri guy, Enos Stanley, you know, Cronky and all that. And so he gave an interview. He gave an interview in the Post-Dispatch where he said these words, and anybody can Google it because the story will come right up. He said, I will do my damnedest to keep this team in St. Louis. I don't know why anyone would think that I would lead the charge to bring the team here and then lead the charge to leave. That's what he said in April of 2010. And we know that that was not the case because he not only didn't do his damnedest to keep the team there, he, 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 he did everything he could to try to get it out of there because his dream was to be the hero in Los Angeles. And so these are, most of these are not my opinions. These are facts. Uh, the one opinion I do have on the earlier point I made about the league consistently saying, keep doing what you're doing on the stadium plan. Keep doing what you're doing. And let me tell you something. Roger Goodell said that to me personally at a league meeting in March. I happened to see him uh, somewhere in the hotel where the league meeting was. It was just me. And I said, hello to him. He said, hey, how you doing? And I said, hey, what's your thoughts on what's going on in St. Louis? And he said to me, keep doing what you're doing. Well, my belief, this is an opinion, but my belief, Greg, is they, they kept saying that because they never believed that this stadium plan would ever come to fruition and that it would ever really become real. But it did. And as I explained earlier, when it did and it was real, that's when they tried pulling out the stops to try to to sabotage the deal. You're exactly right. 
Hey, Howard, I got to do a little bit more business. Hang with me some more, please. All right. I will certainly do that. Fantastic. Hey, folks, we are talking with Howard Balzer, talking a little bit about the lawsuit against the uh, uh, NFL and the Los Angeles Rams in St. Louis. Uh, we got to do a little business, but more to come. Stick around. Dependable. Traffic and weather together on the 10s. Weekday mornings on The Voice of St. Louis. KMOX. Welcome back to KMOX At Your Service. Into the uh, final segment here on At Your Service on a Thursday night. Greg Damon hanging out. Mike Anderson in the booth kicking out the jams. Also, we are talking with Howard Balzer. That's right. Howard Balzer is a publisher at allcardinals.com, also an NFL Hall of Fame voter. Uh, pretty cool title as well, and he has joined us here on the program. We're talking a little about the lawsuit between St. Louis and the Los Angeles Rams. Stan Kroenke, NFL owners, anybody else that wants to join in there as well, we're, we'll, we'll put them in there too. Howard, again, thank you so much for, uh, for hanging out with us. No, it's, it's my pleasure, and it's funny, Greg, because over the years, I don't know if you remember a movie. It's a long-ago movie that I think it was called Mr. Saturday Night. Yes. that Billy, Billy Crystal was in as a Catskills comic that was a hilarious movie. And I would always mimic him to a degree. I said, when someone would ask me about this whole Rams thing, and I'd, I'd get going, and I said, I'd, I'd say what Billy Crystal said numerous times in that movie, and that was, hey, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Because there's, a, there's just so much there. It's just you know, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. A lot of the things, and then some things that probably a lot of people aren't aware of that, that went on behind the scenes, but you know, that, that St. Louis and the attorneys and everything has, has it all. And like I said earlier, that's why they're, they don't want this thing going to court. No, you're exactly right. You know, and, and, and I think for all of us football fans here in St. Louis that, have supported the Big Red, supported the uh, St. Louis Rams as well. We all feel like we've been duped by the NFL. As you said earlier, right. you know, we don't trust the NFL. We all feel we've been duped by the NFL because we wanted the team to stay here. We gave them good attendance, good or bad. And, and you know, uh, I mean, come on, we had a quarterback that his dog name was Felony. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And, you know, one, one, one of the interesting things when you talk about the city is that in that relocation application that the Rams filed uh, back whenever it was November, December of 2015, they actually, I assume with a straight face. And of course it was another, it was a St. Louis, another St. Louis attorney who put the whole thing together. They actually make, tried to make the claim of why St. Louis couldn't support the team. And one of the reasons was, is because the, the, the city ranked something like 499 out of 504 cities in, in the United States, and they include every small town city and every state that you could imagine in this list. And that was because they were only counting the city of St. Louis, you know, um, right. boundaries. And so obviously the population there is not that large, but that's not what's significant. What's, what's significant is that St. Louis, I'm not sure what it is right now, but I know back then St. Louis was about the 21st television market. That's the most important number. It's not what your population is of the city proper. And I'm sure you can say that about a lot of cities in the NFL. But that's the stuff that they felt they had to put in there to make this case for relocation. And that anyone would actually buy that as being legitimate is, is just the biggest joke of all. Well, sure. Look at the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good example. You know, I talk about uh, how small a city is in their in their uh, television market. I mean, obviously, their television because they have fans 
all across, you know, the Packers travel well. But, you know, you, you talk about that. I mean, that, that certainly is a lot smaller city than what St. Louis would be. Well, sure. And whatever the city is, even if you don't count the Green Bay, and I think, I'm pretty sure they include Milwaukee in their, in, their, in their market. But if you look at Pittsburgh, if you look at Cincinnati, if, uh, even Kansas City, you know, look at other cities, how many, how many people live right in the city, but obviously how many people live in all the surrounding areas and, and, and all that within whatever, a 30 to 50 mile, mile radius. And actually for TV, I think they counted as 75 miles, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, just the fact that they put in there shows what a joke that whole process was. No, no doubt about it. Howard, we got about three minutes left. Um, I do want to say, hey, you know, uh, the owners are making more money now than they ever have uh, off the teams, off merchandise. The teams are worth more than they've ever been uh, again. I mean, if I was one of these owners, I would have to be really scared about opening up my books and my personal wealth. Oh, no question. And, and we know to a degree what it is because the, you mentioned the Packers. They have to open their books every year because they don't have an owner. They're 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 publicly owned and so they open up their books and you can see uh, the money that they make especially from national TV. And like you said with all the money that they're making and how much this league makes and the TV contracts starting in 2023 are going through the roof and they're going to be I believe you know close to double what they're getting now and what it already is is just a huge number. Not to mention Greg the Revenue that's going to start coming in as more and more states legalize gambling. Right. I mean that that's going to be now. And of course, remember Las Vegas was a city name that no one in the NFL would even dare breathe and even mention Las Vegas because of what their feeling was about gambling. Now all of a sudden, of course, they embrace it because it's legal and that they can make money off it. So yeah, it, it's it, you know the NFL is a money tree, and and so yeah, like you said. For all these owners to have to come forward and say what they're worth and is is just it'd be pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Jerry Jones sitting there going, uh, "Yeah, I'm worth uh, X." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so uh, we got about a minute left, Howard. For folks with more information about you, where can they go? They got questions. They want to know about uh, AllCardinals.com. Still a big fan of the Big Red. Well, appreciate that. And AllCardinals.com is the website. We have a lot of great content in the Cardinals and obviously playing very good football this year. You can follow me on Twitter at HBalzer, B-A-L-Z-E-R 721. Always have some pithy, pithy stuff there. So uh, follow me there. And, uh, and I'll tell you, you know, I, lo- I love being in Phoenix, great weather and all that. But the reality is I- I'd still be right there in the <laughs> confines of St. Louis if the Rams hadn't left. I get it. Hey, Howard, would you come back and visit us again, man? I love talking to you. Any, anytime, Greg. Enjoyed it and I uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. That's Howard Balzer, my friends. This is Greg Damon. We're just about out of time for hour number two here on At Your Service this evening. But guess what? We got a whole other hour to go. We got some great stuff coming up. We're going to talk a little uh, racing with uh, Chris Blair from Worldwide Technology Raceway, their NASCAR race coming up. Also, David Sharp's in. We're going to talk a little gambling, World Series of Poker, also Breeders' Cup. Stick around. More to come. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.